0: you are tuning in to the Get Rooted podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Russell-Jacobs. This series is inspired by my nearly 20 years in the beauty industry and most recently as a life coach. After having deep conversations with hundreds of people, I've realized that we all have a lot in common and a lot we can learn from each other. This podcast is for my beauty professional friends and fans of the beauty industry, and it's a place where we discuss this thing called life its ups and downs, as well as philosophies and techniques to help us on our journey. From struggle to triumph and everything in between, if you like personal growth, deep conversations, and becoming more grounded, then it's time to settle in and let's take care of those roots. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Get Rooted podcast. This one is going to be short and sweet, but very impactful. I want to talk about body standards or beauty standards in general, but how does it show up in the beauty industry? Here's the thing. I've been in the industry for 18 years, and I have seen many a person sit in my chair, and I've had many people ask me to put the cape on right away because they are sitting in front of a mirror. And you know what, as a beauty professional, and as a woman who has body issues herself, this has been hard for me throughout the years, because I want to automatically go into soothe mode. I want to automatically go into problem solving mode and just be like, no, you're beautiful. You know, you shouldn't think that way about yourself. But damn it i think about that way about myself sometimes so how in the world do we show up as beauty professionals in an industry that actually is supposed to make people feel more beautiful and follow the standard of beauty i don't know if we're supposed to but it's it's the messaging and How do we also help people to feel better about themselves and help us to feel better about ourselves? So juicy topic today, and let's get into it. The first way that we can really do our part in helping people to feel better about themselves is honestly to feel better about ourselves. This is something I work on daily. I have had messaging in my family and they didn't mean to. Like my my parents are wonderful people. And you know what? They fit the beauty standard. They are both, um, you know, that really nice size body that everybody likes. My mom is beautiful. My dad is beautiful and um, physically beautiful and inside and out. But you get it. They also didn't understand what it meant to gain weight. They've never had that issue, even though they eat a copious amount of sweets. But the thing is, is that I did. I've always battled with my weight. That was my story anyway. I'm i am in the process of detaching from that story. It's not fully detached, but it's there. And the thing is, is that what I know is that number one, whenever I hear anybody talk about weight, I whether consciously or unconsciously, go straight to my own weight. And that therefore is the same for other people. So if I start talking about my body, this case I'm talking about weight, but it could be anything. I mean, really, it could be you think your ears are too big, you think your nose is too big, you think your feet are too big, you know, you just whatever way it is for you that you don't fit the standard. Um, you know, if that's you and you're self-conscious about it, or and like I am about my, you know, my body weight, then It's really easy to spiral and it's really easy to, um, also bring people down with it. So every time I talk about my body weight in a negative way or my body image at all in a negative way, I then unconsciously make other people feel uncomfortable and it could be uncomfortable about their own weight, about their own issues, but uh, my insecurities bring up others' insecurities when I bring them up. And so as a beauty professional, we've really, I mean, I want to say should here, but there's no should it, it. This is something that if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, she's talking to me, I get it. I, I hear this. Then please take the onus to heal that part of yourself, to learn to love that part of yourself. We're going to get into that in a bit, but that's fine. First of all, just stop talking about it stop talking about it behind the chair, stop talking about it in your, in your aesthetics room, stop talking about the negative. And in that way, you can do your first little part of helping that whole body shaming that's going on and has been going on in society for millennia. I don't know how long, basically since society became a a thing, I'm assuming body shaming has come around. But Again, we as beauty professionals, I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you want to you want to do better, like I want to do better. We have that responsibility or we have that real um platform in which we can take a stand for what the beauty standard is and for making people feel better in general. And part of that is making them feel better by not bringing up the thing that they are self-conscious about by bringing it up even about ourselves. So that's, that's my first little tip. Now, what happens if somebody sits in your chair and they look in the mirror and they say, oh my God, cover me up, I look horrible, or I look fat, or whatever it is. I know I've been in this situation more times than I would like to say. And it's really easy to go to the... Oh no, you're beautiful. But here's the thing is that if they're not feeling it in the moment, and if they're saying something like that, the nine chances of 10, they feel far from beautiful. So you or I telling them that they're beautiful really doesn't mean a roll of beans to them at all. What we want to do instead is validate them and be like, I am so sorry that you feel like this. What can I do today to help you to feel better? about yourself or better about the way that you look. Simple. Ask them, what can I do to help you make but feel better? Because here's the thing is that there's, they're literally sitting in our chair to do that, to do that one thing. You could even ask, what can I do to um, make you feel better today? And you don't have to be even about themselves because they might say to you, I, there's nothing you can do. And you know what? That's the hardest thing to hear. I mean, I I I know you've been there if you're a beauty beauty professional. Hell, if you're listening to this, you're not a beauty professional. I'm sure that all of this relates because I think it's just it's a part of our society. Um, you know, we've all been there where we've had a friend or we've had a relative or somebody we care about, or in this case a client, that is so um body shaming and so sad about their appearance that they can't even see anything beautiful, beautiful about themselves, even if we can. So our role right now, if we're in this situation is to hold the light for them. It's not to then talk about our own, not to take the the spotlight off them because sometimes we do that to be like, Oh, I know, you know, I've got weight on too, or, uh, Oh, I know my boobs are really small too. And you know, whatever it is. Um, First, validate because it's real for them in that moment and in that you'll help with your connection with them and then once you have validated and you see that they you know that they get it that you see them or they've they've a little soothed right now that they're not crazy for feeling that way because that's how they can feel then you can move on to do other things like I said suggest something else that you can do or um, you know find a way to make them feel better. It just validate, validate. And after that, what we can do is change the subject. So this can be... If this is in the consultation for, say, if you're a beauty professional and you're about to talk about the service that they have done, talk about the service that they're getting done. (laughs) So that way you can actually change the subject, move on to something. You're about to do something. So take an action. They're about to take an action with you. And so that in itself, action helps take us out of that state of hopelessness. Action is the antidote to hopelessness, hopelessness, period. That is it. So this is a hot tip for anybody, anytime, for anything in which you are feeling depressed. And by the way, depressed doesn't mean that you're always depressed. We all feel depressed at times. And so if you're feeling sad or depressed or uh, you're feeling low and you it's causing you to feel stuck in any emotion, take action. That's the thing that's going to cure it every time. The other thing is, is that when we're in progress, so I'll give you an example. Um, and this is, this is broader than our subject today, because obviously you're not going to, you're not um, there to work out. But even say if you have some weight on and you are looking, you have a body goal. If you just start working out, science shows that even if you do one workout today... Your self-image goes up from one workout. The way you feel about yourself goes up from one workout. And the same thing goes for if you have any problem you want to solve. So even if it's in your business and you say maybe you have debt, science shows that if you pay down on your debt that day, even just a little bit, you feel better. So the key thing here is any progress towards your goal, even the littlest bit, makes you feel better than sitting in the absence of the goal so sitting in the feeling that you will never get there or you're not there so I just wanted to lay that out there because it's very very helpful and great thing is is that if this client's sitting in your chair looking to feel more beautiful then amazing guess what you have the tools to help them so focus on that change the subject and focus on that Another thing that you can do if somebody is sitting in your chair or is in your aesthetics room and whatever your beauty professional uh, specifics are, you can, although not right away, you can help them throughout the conversation to feel gratitude for what they do have. Like For instance, if they're body shaming about their legs, um, then you can talk later in the conversation please don't make it obvious because it will totally invalidate their feeling but bring them around to how amazing it is that they get to go for hikes you know you don't have to make it obvious but turning it around to something that they can be grateful for and if you can do it on you know uh, not obviously if you can do it around that body part you will help them to feel better This one, this strategy is a little awkward at first. Uh, You know, this one, I would say, if you're going to try it, wait until you are comfortable to say it without, like I said, pointing right at it, like you should be grateful for what you have. And even if you don't say that, but try not to make them feel that. So you don't want to say it right after they've said something. You again, want to validate first. Um, and maybe later on in the conversation and it doesn't have to be obvious. It's better if it's not that one, I find the nuances of that one are a little bit more difficult, but I wanted to add it in here because it can be, it can be helpful. And then, um, if let's just say if you are a beauty professional and you have body image issues and what they're bringing up is triggering your own, cause that can be hard. I've been there. And I've also been the one that triggers others because there was a time when I was so obsessed with exercising, working out, being slim. It was my only goal in life. Like it was my only goal in life. (laughs) And I know I triggered many a people I worked with because here's the thing. Usually you're not the biggest one in the freaking room. So if it's like a body image issue, as in body weight, um, you're not the biggest one in the room. And so if you talk about it, you're automatically making somebody else feel bad about themselves. Unless they, they, they've they done the inner work or they don't attach to that. That's amazing. And if you're one of those people that have completely um, no attachment to your body image, I want to be friends. Like, come see me. I want to chat. I want to know what your conditioning was when you were a child. I want to have a deep conversation I just want to know all the reasons why you have come out of this, um, you know, this machine of the society that tells us we must look a certain way and why you are good and not taking it on because I do the work all the time. I am, I feel way better than I ever have in my entire life. But it's because I've had to do the work, just like going to the gym. I work my mind out on this every day and I don't let any thought of body shaming pass by my brain at any time without acknowledging it. Um, And so I want to know how, how you came out clear and free and beautiful for it. Anyways, that was an aside. I'm trying to do this in one stream of consciousness because to be real with you, I have very little time to record this today. So, I hope it's coming out all right. Anyways, back to the subject. So, we want to really make sure that um if we're being triggered by somebody else's body shaming, again, we validate. We don't want to make them feel bad for talking about it. However, later on in the conversation, Um, you can bring up the fact that, you know what, I hear you, I feel you, or you might even do right away, but I hear you, I feel you. Um, I, I hear that you're upset about your body. And I just want to say that I actually would prefer if we talk about something else today. And here's why. I as well have issues with my body. And you know what, I don't want them to perpetuate I really am looking to have more acceptance around this. And so I would love if we could change the subject. Let's talk about something we're both excited about. Let's talk about something that lights us up instead of this. And in that way, you can help to make you both feel better. Again, you want to be really careful because you want to make sure that you validate them. Again, I keep talking about that word, but it's so important. It's so important for connection. Because they're already feeling shame. That's what this is. And the hard part about our bodies are, no matter what your issue is, maybe it's that you're too you're you feel too thin. Um because, you know, I am talking about a lot about the overweight because that's that's for me, that's been my struggle. I've never been too thin in my life, except for when I was nine months old and I was in the hospital. But other than that, that was the thinnest I've ever been, and I was only that for a few months until I plumped right back up again. Thank goodness. Um, but you know, no matter what it is. You, unless you're privileged, right? So unless you have the money to have the surgery and you have the privilege that a surgery can fix your issue, or unless, you know, you put in the hard work and it is hard work, um, sometimes with our body, not everybody anyway, even if they put in the hard work, not everybody, um, has the ability to change their shape or or their ears or their nose or whatever. They may have to just live with it. And so talking about how we feel about it and how we feel bad about it, it does not help with shaming, especially if there's nothing they can do about it. What we want to focus on is other things. Because the problem here is that there's too much focus on the other thing. There's too much focus on that thing that's making them feel bad, and that's what's making their life in general feel bad more than likely. It may be even affecting their mental health more than likely, and that's all from shame. And so we want to stop that cycle by focusing on other things, or at least taking the foot off the gas of whatever their body shaming issue is. I also want to say something here um, before I move on is that I said hard work. And um, in this, I mean, again, getting in shape or whatever, being healthy. Uh, I want to actually change that because it's not necessarily hard work to do it. It's hard to change your habits. That's the hard part in the beginning. It's hard to change our habits because whatever habits we have that got us to the place if it is that kind of thing, if it's not say something that you were naturally born with, then it's it's all a part, uh, a part of our routine and a part of our habits. And so that in itself, habit change is one of the hardest things to do, but also one of the most rewarding and hard only in the fact that our brain really likes to keep it easy and likes to follow the same thing that we've always done. Our brain likes safety. And even if our environment really isn't that safe, However, if it's a routine for us, we've, our brain believes it's safe and just wants to keep doing that. I could go down a whole other road with that, but I I told you this is going to be a quick episode and I'm not so sure how quick it is right now. Uh, The last thing I want to talk about is, uh, the whole mental health thing. So let's say that you, this person, uh, maybe it's somebody that you've been seeing for a while. Maybe it's their first time but you feel like whatever they're talking about, about their self-image actually goes much, much, much deeper, then I am going to say, first off, I believe every single beauty professional should have their mental health first aid. I am such an advocate for it that in Newfoundland, Canada, uh, last month, I actually started... Actually, well, we're still in October. there you go, so earlier this month, uh I started having a uh, an actual certification for beauty professionals, so I paired with a local facilitator for mental health first aid Allison Butler, she's here in Newfoundland, and she delivered the best mental health first aid for beauty professionals. She um tailored the whole conversation the whole two days just specifically for beauty professionals and what we see in the chair, the challenges that we have that are in our, um, aesthetics rooms or sitting in front of us with clients. And it was wonderful and we're going to keep doing it and we are going to do it until every single beauty professional or until, you know, until we, we feel confident that we've gotten enough, we're going to keep doing it or at least I am and she's she's pretty committed i got to say so that's the goal um but you know even if you're not a mental health first aider then what i'm going to say is um that doesn't matter for this aspect you can certainly recommend places for them to go so one of the key aspects of being a mental health first aider is that you um you have a resource list of places to Share with your guests or with your family or with your friends of resources that they can go to make sure that if you feel like this is a big issue with your guest, make sure that you send them off to somewhere or at least not send them off because you have no control over that, but share with them. Where can they go to get help? Ask them, do they have people that support them around them? Let them know that they are not alone. Make sure that they know that there are places, even free resources that can help them if they need to talk about it and that thank them. That's another thing. Thank them for sharing with you because that can't be easy to share. I know, you know, as a beauty professional, I know, I absolutely know that we have a privilege. We touch people. Sometimes we are the only ones that touch them. And so this is why it's so important for us to take that role seriously And it doesn't mean, you know, that we have to have a degree in psychology. It doesn't mean that we need to have a counseling degree. It just means that we can take a little bit of responsibility for helping to let them know that there are resources and it's such a simple thing for us to do. There you have it. Um, I think that's enough for today. I actually, with the stream of consciousness, I was just thinking, because I usually do little sound bites, but I don't know how I'm going to grab a sound bite from this one because I think I rambled a lot, but either way, I think it was a good one. I hope that you believe it was a good one too. And in the end, I just want you to know that you truly are beautiful. You are beautiful, no matter what society says, because if your heart beats, then you love. That is it. If your heart beats, then you love. And if you love, you are beautiful. So I, without knowing you, without knowing who you are, know that you are a beautiful soul. You do beautiful things in this world, especially if you are a beauty professional because you help lift people up every single day every day you make people feel better about themselves. And you know what, let's not take that lightly because is there any better contribution than we can have to society that than making people feel better about themselves. And so I hope this conversation helps you to help people feel better, or maybe helps you feel better and more empowered when you are providing services. Either way, I love you. I hope to see you on the next episode. Well, that concludes this episode of the Get Rooted podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And if you enjoy the content, then hit the subscribe button. You will be notified the next time there's a podcast drop. Also, you can rate and review to help this reach more people. If you want to get rooted more often, then why not head over to Instagram and check out my page at Stephanie Clarity Coach, where you will find similar content and be part of a community. Either way, I hope to see you soon. And remember to take care of those roots.